Welcome to the New Utah Podcast. Uh, tonight's episode is brought to you by the lovely beer. Frito-Lay. No, no, beer. Beer, Utah Lots beer. of beer, Utah Just beer. Just that Frito-Lay. The, the 553,000 Utah brewers that we have that we'll be participating <laughs> in the beer fest. Thank, thank the Lord for each and every one. Yeah, thank you very much. It's episode 167, 167 episodes. <laughs> and as you're listening to this episode, three of the hosts are not even in Salt Lake. We are off, whisked away on a magical cruise in Alaska, where we see glaciers before they melt off for good. But this is a <laughs> new episode that you have not heard before. It is not a repeat. It is not Chris a best is of. Very excited about this episode. <laughs> We're talking with Tim Heron from the Utah Beer Festival uh, and Utah Beer News, right? Yep. A- and. And we are going to talk about beer, and we're going to be drinking beer. Why do I feel like I'm trying to be sold something? Because I'm telling you, Utah has some of the best beer in the country. I wouldn't know. So I'm super excited to to do this episode, um, and uh, I'm sorry. I have some excitement around beer. <laughs> so shoot me. Utah has- You're allowed to be excited. Well, that's the thing. Like, okay, people, we I was talk excited about-, about Shake Shack, and you guys shit on that. So. I didn't shit on that. <laughs> I just wanted to temper your expectations. I wasn't shitting on I'm anything. I'm really good at tempering my expectations. I have 39 years of that. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to say, before you get into it, I just want to point out- for the first time, I think, in the whole year, I actually turned the calendar. At the right time? At the right time. Thank you. Woot! Good job, Jeremy. Wow. Way to be on your game and do something. <laughs> it's August. Notice? I finally got the calendar right. <laughs> so, um, I... <laughs> I don't even know. I can't even really compete with that. I mean... Uh, the year's almost over. I finally got Jeremy the turned the calendar. I'm going to yeah. put that. That's going in the show notes, I by the something. way. Turn <laughs> the calendar over. I love how enthusiastic you two are tonight. My one job. Yeah. Well, congratulations. <laughs> We're on... usually halfway through the month, and I'm looking at the date, and I'm like, well, something's not right. <laughs> congratulations, Jeremy, on doing the bare minimum. Yay. <laughs> well, considering I don't even do that. Uh, you remind me when I haven't turned it after like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> when you're like the month's half over, you should have turned the calendar. I send you calendar invites. That's true. <laughs> so I gotta, I gotta say, um, part of why I'm excited about this. So it's funny because sometimes we have people come on the show, and we don't always talk about on the show why we decided to start doing this podcast. I mean, it's been three years, and a big reason we decided to do this podcast uh, is we all love Utah. We live here. By choice, all four of us. Um, we don't aspire to move out of state and live somewhere else. And there is so much fun, good stuff to do in Utah. And everybody but Bree has lived outside of the state. Yeah. And none of us are Mormon. Some of us were Mormon. Some of us grew up Catholic in a Mormon world. Some of us uh, were almost Southern Baptist preachers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> then there's Jess. Some of us had relatives killed by Mormons. Well, Jess grew up as Mormon. Mm-hmm. And but she's just not a Mormon. She had but relatives killed by him. My my point is okay. Look, if you don't know what we're talking about, go listen to last week's episode. Porter Rockwell slaughtered half of Jess's family at one point <laughs> in history. Um, it's it was a whole thing. It's a tragedy. I'm sorry, Jess, that they keep bringing up these open wounds. They're just pouring salt in them. Open what? wounds through the heart. I can't hear you because 
You're talking down. I said, I'll get back to you on how many there actually were. (laughs) (laughs) It's a research project. It's been going on for a week. Um, So anyway, the reason I say that is we made this podcast, we do this podcast to talk about the more progressive stuff in Utah and not progressive as in, you know, bleeding heart liberal, though I am. Um, We're talking about the new stuff in Utah. Utah has one of the uh, most thriving, active uh, LGBTQ communities, uh, especially in the Salt Lake area. Ogden, Ogden Pride is this weekend? Or was it last weekend? Last weekend. Last weekend. Um, Salt Lake Pride is one of the best pride festivals in the country. Just happened a month ago. I think Pride is coming up too. Yeah. It, it's, it's, this is a fun place to live. This is, there's a lot of stuff to do here. And some of our shit is quirky. Our liquor laws are fucked up. They're really shitty. Um, but it doesn't make buying liquor impossible. One of the things that it's done is empowered making beer. Because we have such weird-ass laws, and we had the 3.2 law for so long, we have a lot of local brewers that have popped up creating local beers that fit that specific alcohol percentage. They've all had to change because we just changed the law finally and didn't do it enough, but that's a different story. That's a different episode. Go listen to it. It's in the past sometime. Bohemian. Um, when we talk to the Bohemian. Yeah, but my, my point is... We have a lot of excellent stuff as a result of some of these things. So hopefully today, uh, as we interview Tim, um, we'll be able to explore some of that uh, and why Utah is awesome um, and why beer in Utah is so good. That's my spiel. I'm sorry. It was a, a long-winded Utah is fucking great. That's why we do this podcast. So if you liked that, um, keep listening. Um, just go ahead and what you should do is wherever you found this podcast, if it was on Twitter, um, if you just go share it right now, usually you'll hear this at the end, and I'll probably say it at the end again. But I, I'm just into this. If you like that spiel, go hit, go hit, go hit share for me. You might have thought I did cocaine before we started this episode, He's but been doing fish crackers. No, well, I had like six of those earlier. It's fine. <laughs> Goldfish. They got smiley faces on them. Sometimes when I eat it's them, the, it's this cracker that smiles back at you. Sometimes when I eat them, I'm like, man, this feels horrible. I'm eating something that smiles. And then I'm like, yeah, fuck it. It's just a cracker. <laughs> so, uh, Jeremy, um, you do have some tales to regale us with of of bees. Bees, yes. Jeremy is an amateur beekeeper. Yep. Uh, he is a, a green architect. Apiarist. He is an architectural that's slam correct. poet. Um, an apiarist. Apiarist. Yeah, that's that means you collect apes, right? <laughs> <laughs> you raise apes. You have a fear of apes. Apophobia. Apophobic? Apophobic. What's the what's the phobia of bees? Apiarophobia? Uh, there's a phobia for everything. Look it up yeah. real quick. There's a phobia of penises, I'm sure. There's a phobia for everything. Peni- so anyway, uh, Jeremy's an amateur apiist. Amateur apiist. I'm writing that down. Careful, your, your cords tuck oh, in your throat. So will you, am- Mr. Amateur Apiist, will you talk about your yes. apiist? So by the way, I just wanted to point out, Jess, your cool necklace. Yes. That you got for your birthday. Yep. So that is, if I say this correctly, that's the amount of bee that a honey makes in its lifetime. No, other way around. It's not the amount Strike of bee a honey reverse. makes. It's Let's the, the, the amount reverse. of honey. It's been a long day. <laughs> wow. The amount. Of- I'm gonna just. I want to clarify this. We've not started drinking yet. That's later. <laughs> but apparently, Jeremy is drunk. That's the amount of honey a bee makes Let in me its see. lifetime on your necklace. That's very cool. Oh, that's really. That's really, wow. It's a twelfth of a teaspoon. That actually makes sense, though, because, like, 
we dumped it what? Just vomit. Like three pounds of bees into your beehive at the beginning of the season. That's give like, or take three to five thousand to be my guess. Yes. Five thousand bees. And that's not very many. Nope. And right now, now you probably so got what, like fifty? Checked, checked the hive last week. Yeah, probably in the ballpark of fifty thousand. That's fucking crazy. And they don't live very long, right? Mm-hmm. Nope. Four, five, six months, something like that. Yeah, the average drone. Yep. Half so year. check the hive though over the weekend. Um I've got four bars that are ready to harvest. Nice. You gonna harvest those? So yeah, I'm gonna harvest here probably the next couple of weeks. Um, and then we'll see how it goes. So last year we harvested, and then the, and then the hornets attacked. Died with fucking assholes. So I'm hoping, though, if all goes well, I might be able to get two harvests. In a good season, I can get two harvests. Having the cooler winter spring is, I don't know, it's still yet to be determined. We'll see how fall goes. going to help. Yeah. yeah and, well, and same with fall. If it gets real cold real fast, then I typically don't do a second harvest. But if we if we have a decent fall where it's long and cooler, but not like, you know, super cold and everything dies right off the bat, um, I can oftentimes get a second harvest. So um, we uh, we have a, a wasp, speaking of wasps. I forgot to talk about this last week, but two weeks ago when we were over here recording, um, we had, uh, I noticed as I was opening the door, maybe you guys weren't here. I don't think you were when here. When we found it, when we found the first three, they weren't here because oh, yeah. it was Sunday. It was but then when Sean they were back recording we that week, the there was so another one. I, I opened up the door for something and I looked and in the in the crevice of it the was door. To let people out of the house. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but in the crevice of our storm door, there were three cocoons, like mud cocoons. And I knew right away what they were because... I don't think they're called cocoons. Um, I don't remember what they're called. It doesn't matter. But wasps. I knew right away what they were. They were um, basically... Mud wasps. I, yeah, I thought... I couldn't remember what was what they were called or what they were from, but I knew they were full of spiders. And so I'm like, oh my God, this this is cool. And Bree's like, what? I'm like, these things are full of spiders. And she and Sean instantly freaked out. And so I'm like, well, we're just going to open them. So I like, and of course my ex-husband is here and he's like, cool. And so he and Chris are so like, I'm like, I grab it. I'm grabbing like a table knife and I'm like scraping these things out of the storm door jam. Uh, and I don't, I can't figure out how they're getting there. Cause you know, that's the best tool to scrape out wasp. Nests. But <laughs> what it is, is it's, it's, it's basically a cocoon. It's like, it looks like a caterpillar cocoon, but it's made out of mud. It's hard. And it's, it's rock hard. And inside of it, is basically all the bodies of some, it's a specific type of wasp that's basically a loner, and it kills spiders. So, similar to a carpenter bee. Yeah, and it's called like a, it's called like a mud something wasp. There's a couple different varieties of them, but they eat spiders. So they actually, their, their primary prey is spiders, and it's all kinds of spiders. Black widows, brown recluses, they go, they kill them, and then they stick them in these mud cocoons in, in and where they, they live. save them for later. Do they live in the mud cocoon or just store their food? I'm not sure. That's unclear to me. I didn't see one, so I scraped out the three and I tried to clean out as much of the mud as I could, just with like some like a rag and water. And then, like a day later, there was another full cocoon created. So we found them Sunday, and then when we were letting you guys out, oh, there was another one. Tuesday, there was another one, and we I haven't looked. Did you look when it's still there? Is it? And I didn't. Is it just the one? It's just the one. So we're gonna put some weather stripping up at the top. So there's a there's a gap at the top of the storm door that he must. I just think it's a bad idea to have a a wasp collecting stuff in our front door. No way, dude! I love whatever that thing is. That explains why by Scarlet's not in my window wall this year. Oh, yeah, my black widow, big ass spider year. last year. A big old black widow, not just any spider. It was a fucking black widow that I didn't want to get rid of. I stopped seeing her partway through the year, but I watched her kill a few things in her. In her. It, it's like 
I don't hate spiders. I think spiders serve a purpose. They're, Black Widow's not going to fucking bite me. I don't know I f- where. I find it to be fine outside his window well. I just don't like it when I'm walking somewhere and one skitters across something that I'm... See, that doesn't no. bother me because they're not there to eat me. That I don't care bla- if they're there to eat you. The Black Widow was there to eat all the other shit and I watched it catch stuff in its web and it was one of the coolest things to see that spider fucking rocket across the web and like grab the bug and like kill it and drag it. And, like, drag it somewhere and then start cocooning it, like, webbing it up. So, anyway, that's a long way to get back away from your bees. But the wasp <laughs> thing made me think of that. Because it's one of the coolest things I've ever seen. When you break them open, there were, like, a dozen spiders in this thing. And it wasn't any longer than, like, an inch and a half. All and, crammed in there. And, they're all, so and there cool. were all kinds of different spiders. Well, and what was weird is, so he knocked them onto the patio. And I don't think he cleaned them up, but then... The next day, they were all gone. Like, there wasn't anything. That was someone's food. That motherfucker was hungry. That wasp was like, you son of a bitch. (laughs) You broke my fridge. That was, that's my winter's food. I was going to eat that all winter. Now I got to start over. Asshole. I got to go kill more fucking things. That's a lot of work. I was content just like watching football. (laughs) I was going to spend my fall watching football. Now I got to fucking kill more spiders. bear. And he's like, and it's hot as shit outside. Have you seen how hot it is? It's like 100 degrees every day. You think I want to be out here killing spiders? I'd like to be relaxing in my mud hut, eating a fucking spider in the coolness of your door crack. <laughs> your door crack. Door crack wasps. <laughs> but anyway, so, oh, and speaking of your bees, Jeremy, uh, so last week, um, I, Jess must have posted it because none of us fucking do social media because we're all horrible podcast hosts. Um, but Jess had posted a link to a story from Salt Lake Magazine. Yes. Uh, about uh, the downtown Hilton. And bees. Yes. <laughs> I'm pointing at you so you can tell. You posted the article. <laughs> but- yes, it's really awesome. The Hilton in Salt Lake City has... Um, beehives on top of the, uh, what is that? Spencer's that's there. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. And the, they're making cocktails out of the honey. So that, yeah, this is like a, it's a bunch of those box hives on top of the building there. Um, like four or five of them, it looked like. Do they own them or do they have somebody else running them for them or do you know? So, um, Craig Huntinger of Bee Bro- Bees Brothers, I think is who has put them up there for Because I know there's, there's companies... Well, I guess you call it company. There's beekeepers who will bring out beehives to different places like this. Well, yeah, there's and there's like breaks, tax breaks, and stuff to to have bees. Um, but they they're using the honey specifically to do stuff at Spencer's, right? At Spencer's Steaks and Chops. Yeah, and so in addition to the bees, they want to start growing herbs and vegetables and in boxes on their patio, but they have to get. Um they have to get approval from their corporate offices to do that. But they're just, they're saying because so many people are demanding to know where their food comes from, they can legitimately say, the well, this honey came from the roof or these herbs, you know, you're sitting next to the planter box at the, so like they made a, like from. a honey cinnamon ice cream is one of the things they've made with it. Um, so they're looking to add like three ounce jars to the hotel gift shop, uh, for people to take on flights cause three ounces is, is totally viable. Um, so just really kind of a cool little deal. And, and they responded, um, and told us to come have drinks. Yeah. Told us to come have some honey drinks. So sweet. Let's go drink some honey. Mm-hmm. Pure honey. I love honey. Oh my God. Ooh. So, so get, VIP guests will be presented with bees, brothers, honey and bee based products in three ounce jars so that they can take them home. 
Yeah, that's what I just said. That's so cool. they can take them on flights. I didn't understand what you were saying. <laughs> yeah, from the hotel. I have that. I have that problem sometimes. I do too. I do too. Don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> so <laughs> I just get used to hearing him, and sometimes I just turn you him just off. Turn him out. I do. Blah blah blah. blah. It's like the peanuts. I would. The peanuts teacher. <laughs> I tune me out. I'm just being honest. It's not like you don't do the same thing. Oh, I do. Um, so Jess. Old mistress of events, who we have not called mistress. Mistress? That's why I can't say it, because I'm not going to say it. Jessica. um, Jessica! You you have some events for us. I do. Did you just call me Chris? She said yes. Oh, I thought you said Chris. Chris. She said yes. It sounds similar. Whatever. I don't even know anymore. (laughs) That's all good. Uh, So... First and most important this week is Craft Lake City is Craft happening. Um, in Salt Lake City. Salt. Yes, in Salt Lake City. Um, it's just a really cool event where local artisans, crafters, paper makers, uh, musicians all uh, come together for this festival. And this year, don't go to the Galvin Center because it won't be there. Um, it is over at... The fairgrounds this year. Don't so. they have hands-on things where you? Uh, can... Yeah, they do workshops. Yeah. Um, yes, that is, and they do those year-round actually, so you can continue well, who's education our friends, all who's year. Who's our friends with the truck? That the octopus. Clever octopus. Are they going to be at something like that? I believe yes, but I could. With that wrong. I saw that they were doing something coming up, but I can't remember what it was. That crazy so. hook thing that Chris isn't allowed to touch. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> that hook thing that they... Yeah, I can't remember the name of it, but I know what you're talking about. You're not allowed to touch it. Why? Because it's dangerous. That's, but, dangerous. But why? <laughs> <laughs> Go back and listen to the episode. Yes. Um, so Jay Whitaker, comedian and friend of the show, has been doing a lot of out-of-state dates and he will be at wise guys which i am a dark and didn't write down which one um the ninth and tenth so just go to jay whitaker and and you can find it and then next week um the reason that we have our awesome guest is because utah beer fest is happening at the um also at the fairgrounds no hold on Um, how are they going to get all those crafts out and put all that beer in in a week right I know. It's crazy. Um, a couple weeks ago, I listed all of the local beers that were going to be there. There's also out-of-state ones, but that doesn't really matter. Cause yeah, we we're the new Utah local. podcast, not the every other state, but Utah podcast. Right. So, so just fuck them. Yes. Don't even exactly. drink them. Just drink Utah beers. Buy it and dump it on the ground right in front of them. Yeah. Just a Don't reminder, I'm going to read the Don't list really beer. fast, okay? Strap Tank Level Crossing Mountain West, Red Rock, Zion, Uinta, Bonneville, Desert Edge, Epic, Fisher, Hopkins, Quitos, Moab, Park City, Proper, Roja, Rooster, Salt, Fire, Salt Flats, Shades of Pale, Silver Reel, UTOG, Wasatch, Toasted Barrel, U, uh, Upslope, Squatters, and Talisman. We've talked to so, and or interviewed hold quite on. a few of those. Real quick, I just want to tell you, if you press skip forward, 10 seconds, you would have had to do that three times to get through that really fast list of beer makers. That's awesome. Yeah, 30 so seconds. Awesome. Then she was just like, blah, 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 No, blah is just a beer maker. Blah, 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 blah. Yada, 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 you went to yada, yada, beer. That's awesome um, that we so, have so many, though. Okay, Tim, we don't need to interview you anymore because we yada, 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 y
you can go to one day of the Utah Beer Fest, and then you can head to Snowbird, because guess what starts on the 17th? Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest. Okay, I'm going to throw this out there, Jess. I know, because I because we were talking about two events at the state fairgrounds. There's another event coming up. It's like a month away still. It's it's a ways, right? But it's the Utah State Fair. Probably Our state fair is a great state fair. One of the greatest events ever, headlined by Foreigner. Oh, they announced the date. I, I didn't Foreigner, know that they had announced who was Foreigner, playing it. Foreigner. So it's September 5th through the 15th. And there's some stupid old Dominion or something. But Foreigner is headlining on they Friday the 13th. Quite a few good bands. They do. And so actually Foreigner... God, I cannot say... <laughs> a foreigner. They, I cannot say the name. And they have some other dude. I don't know. Prince Royce. I don't know who that is. Will Nick Passy be there? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we talked about this last week. Nick no, Passy no, doesn't no, no, go no, to the fairgrounds. Okay, but the reason I bring this up is not for the awesome concert of Foreigner and not because I love the State Fair, even though I do. It is for this reason, Jess. Last year, I tried to get you to submit oh, yeah. something to the <laughs> State Fair. I actually just got asked this like three and, days ago. <laughs> and, and last year, I waited too long and you were like, nah, it's, it's, too, it, it's not going to happen. I don't have enough time. I can't do it. So I'm going to officially request today, like a good solid month ahead of the state fair, almost to the day a month, you should put something into the state fair. How do you want a blue ribbon, though? I don't care that you can win more than one blue ribbon. Haven't you seen, babe? <laughs> that pig has a lot of ribbons. You're, I feel like your cake decorating has kind of slumped over the last few weeks. <laughs> I feel like you need, not that your skill is slumped, but that your business is slumped. By choice or not, I think a blue ribbon is a great piece of advertising for your home cake business. And you could get a blue ribbon in a pie. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> I want you to submit something. Cakes by Jess. Um. <laughs> For those of you that can't see, because this is a podcast, was Jeremy just did the Napoleon Dynamite, Dynamite glamour shot by Deb. Um. So last year they yes, changed the, the uh the way that the cakes are done at the state fair, and um I don't know if they're doing it the same this year. So I'll get back to that. Okay, I watched a TikTok video. This is related, I swear to God. I watched a TikTok <laughs> video the other day that I watched like 12 times in a row because it was so fucking funny and just out of nowhere. So this family is singing happy birthday to this kid, and there's a cake that looks like a five. Turns out it looks like it's cupcakes in like a, like a, I don't know, like a plastic thing to hold them in place, but in the shape of a five. And he's there, and he's got frosting on his face from like, kissing the cupcake while blowing out the candle or something and they're singing happy birthday and it's a happy birthday to you happy birthday and at that point he grabs the the tray the like cardboard base for the cake and flips the whole fucking thing up on the table and over and boom and everyone just shuts up and they're like and then you hear someone say why did you just do that and the video's over I would fucking pay money to see that in real life. To see a little kid that's like five or six years old flip fucking his flip his cake. That would be awesome. It would ruin the party. And I would. No, that would not be awesome. No, it'd be, be awesome. great. And no. the question is, the question is, after that video closed, did someone yell at that? Yes. Kid? <laughs> that's why they ended it. It's his mother went, God damn it, Michael. Why'd you do that? Why is it Michael? It could have been Jose. Because your middle name's Michael, his middle name is Michael. So you're saying we would both do that? 
I have one more event. Okay, <laughs> sorry, sorry. I know that was a this side track, super, but I'm no, but this one's super important. So. Really quick, so that your important one gets top billing. Jay Whitaker is at Jordan Landing. That's um, the one. Okay. Are you going to help me with said cake? You said no last year. So. Uh, yes, I will. Okay. I will help you with it. Uh, yeah, I would like to. As long for that. as um, I will, as long as it is a dick with sperm going onto a tongue. Will they take that? <laughs> no. <laughs> we could try. No, we should. Let's do try. it. I, no. I'm serious. I, no, not that. It's easy but I to will, make. I will help you. I, I, mm-hmm. we, we will do it. We'll come up. We'll, yeah, we'll okay. conspire over the next week or so with ideas. Oh, when, so when, I see it. when is the deadline for entries for the case? Um, like the day before the fair. So you can actually submit your request for an entry the day before? Or? No, you have to. So, well, I don't know because I don't know if they're doing the same organization as they did last year. Like there was a whole like cake organization that did it last year. Versus so it's just like the cake mafia the cake and that's mafia. why you don't want Basically, to be involved. Yeah. I understand it. No, if the cake really mafia awesome has year. scared you off, I will <laughs> offer my protection. <laughs> it's, it's relatively inexpensive. You just have to make an entry. But if you, if you give me the details, get the details on the entry, I will help you make a cake and we will submit a joint cake for the new Utah podcast. Joint cake of a and joint. And I already know what we're going to do. See that thing behind you right there? The new Utah podcast symbol. It's going to be something like that. It will be in the shape of Utah. We will manage to take our logo, 3D image it into a cake. Okay. <laughs> That's what, there will be a beehive. It will have some kind of Utah-specific flavor. Our microphone. Um, we'll probably put seagull shit on it. That's not in our logo, but that's a very fitting Utah thing. Or the seagull. Maybe the California. Okay, so things are, things are percolating in my brain. It's so, per- percolating? That's what I said. Don't make fun Percolating. of Percolating. Hey, don't make fun of my hick speak. Jess, what is your final event for this week? The this s- is really important. Yes, it is actually very don't important. Don't interrupt her. Grand Shut opening <laughs> of the Krishna Temple in Salt Lake City. <gasps> really? Oh, when is it? Yes, on so, the 17th. So That's I, cool. I, I, I need to know, is that going to make the Color Festival in Spanish Fork so, lesser? No, because there already is a Color Festival in Salt Lake City. But and now, it's about a month after. But now that they have a temple, is it going to make the festival in Salt Lake City bigger? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I think if they were smart, they would not try to compete. So it's on 33rd South and I think 7th or 9th East. I can't remember. Cause Did they build I a new building or they re- I, ha- I haven't. Funny enough, I just took a dance like, class up in that area, and I didn't even look while I was driving. <laughs> I I wonder if they demolished because there were a couple really old, like um, I'm sure I just drove by it. <laughs> there were a couple of old, like old school, like outdoor shopping malls that had like yes. a McFrugals, and then well, a, and that's something else. Where the school McFrugals. Day. Yeah, that's what was there Pick like 20 scrunch. years ago. Pick and scrounge? <laughs> that is not a thing. Pick and scrounge is not a real it's thing. Nine, it was nine sixty five East. It you was pick just, and save. You made up pick and scrounge. It was just called now. pick and save, and we called it pick and scrounge as kids. So uh, from eleven to eight, they'll have um, festivities all day. So if you want to go support, that's by anything. the school they tore down just a couple years ago, right? Culture what? The high school that they was tore that, down. No, Granite was. No, there's Granite. Third and Ninth East. Yeah, Granite was on like Fifth East. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what's on Thirty Third and Ninth East. I was literally just on Thirteenth East. <laughs> <laughs> we know, well, there's a La Frontera if you go up closer to Thirteenth East. There's a La Frontera there. I'm just wondering if they built a new building, or if they took something that was there and like. I don't know. No, no, I think they built I would something new. That they built a new one. 
Yeah, there wasn't. I don't think there was much there on the Ninth East. Like Seventh East has some stuff, but I think Ninth East was maybe a little barren. It doesn't matter. There's a new temple. I'll go see it. I like the Harry Krishnas, the 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 Hindis, the Hindus, Hindis. I'm not sure what the plural form is. Um, Hindi. The Hindis. <laughs> I have one more. Is that okay? I guess. So. But no, this is only awesome. if it's one. It is Can only one. Can I interrupt one. you in the middle of it? Yeah, if you feel like you want to. You guys all so. heard it here first. Jess has given me permission to interrupt. <laughs> only if you apologize at the end. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a good event. So, uh, Adalberto from I, Films I, and is he, is he from Alabertos or Gualabertos no. or Betos no. or Alabertos? But when you meet him, you can ask. Albertos. Him. Is he one of that family? No, because he, no, he's from Cuba. He was supposed to be our guest a couple so? weeks ago. I don't know. Maybe Cuba, those look, people aren't from maybe Cuba. Maybe one of them sells Cuban sandwiches, which are really good. He does. But not Cuban cigars because they're illegal. He does. In his Mexican restaurant? And no. <laughs> weirdo. <laughs> no, this is serious business. So last year, they did a fundraiser called uh, Families Belong Together, and he sold uh, cookies, macarons, brownies, whatever was in their bakery that they could get together. And it was for um, people down at the border in Texas. So the money goes to Texas Civil Rights Project, and then uh, it's called RAISES. I don't know what the acronym is for, but... Last year, they donated $30,000, and he went down and personally handed it over himself. Wow. So they're doing that again, and that will be on the 18th of August. So plenty of time to save up your dollars to donate. Um, it'll go from 9 to 6, and uh, they will have um, all the same things again. So Did you guys see a pi- that picture from the border, the the seesaws on the border wall? Yes, it was awesome. so it was like a. It's a. They like turned a, it into a park. Basically, uh-huh. it was it was an art installation, um, and it was a, an artist put seesaws. So you know the border fence is like the the steel slats mm-hmm. in a lot of places. Yeah. So they put seesaws on those steel slats, and so then like basically kids from both sides of the borders could play on the seesaws. That like look, so Jess has it. Cool. Jess has it pulled up, Bree. If you want to look, and so yeah, it's turned into basically a park on both sides of the border wall. That's so. Cool. Do, you think, do you think Canada wants to build a border? Huh? No, I think Canada would be happy. Yeah, to take I think they want to build a border wall so that we can't get to them. That's what I'm saying. Well, this is the thing, right? <laughs> so most of the terrorism come. If terrorism was going to come through our border. It's not coming it's not across from the south. It's coming from the north. Yeah. They'll fly into somewhere around Canada and they'll just walk across I wish the they would have kept them up longer because they were only up like for a weekend. Yeah. Well, I mean, someone's going to take them down anyway, right? Like you've got a douchebag in the White House that has I know. no... I'm just saying. Not that we want to give him any time, but did you see his rant today? He's blaming Obama for the air conditioning not working in the White House. Yeah, that's definitely not. <laughs> what? That was definitely not today. That was like a week ago. Oh, was it a week ago? I saw it today. Yeah, he's he's blaming Obama for the he's ridiculous. air conditioning Let's in the White House. Let's just leave it at that. Stupid. Yeah. Anyway. Well, we're not. We, we. I don't know. If you listen to our show, we don't really talk about Orange 45 all that much. Because uh, <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like napalm. Yeah, basically, that's why it's such a good name for that him. That is destructive. Um, plus, then we don't we don't have to say his name, which is like what his whole thing is. Like that's his whole brand. Say right? my name. Say my name. Say my name, bitch. <laughs> say my name. Are you guys talking about Napoleon Dynamite again? Yes. 
No. Why would we ever do that? <laughs> why would we ever not? No. You're just jealous because I've been why would we ever talking not? to hot babes online all day. <laughs> I bet you, I understand could, what bet you, you could throw that football over the mountains over there. If the coach would have put me in an 86, I'd have been pro by now. It doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> we are joined today by uh, Tim Heron. I got it right, I think. I don't know. I'm just exactly guess. right. Just don't say it again. Yeah, you got uh, right so, once. So Jim joins us. From, <laughs> uh, Tim joins us from uh, Utah Beer News, um, and and really he's here uh, to talk in earnest a lot, probably about the beer fest, uh, which we're huge, staunch supporters of beer and the beer fest. Um, <laughs> That's good to hear. If if you missed it, uh, I don't. Did you do it earlier in the episode, Jess? I know you did it last week. We read all the Utah. I did all the Utah brews super fast and. It, I can do it again. It took like off. 30 seconds to go through them all, reading them really fast and not pausing to talk about them, which is really hard for me, by the way. Um, but uh, like 30 seconds, but it is a laundry list. There's like like three dozen brewers probably, like uh, upward 60. Well, in, well Utah, in Utah, Utah. Yeah, yeah just Utah. Utah. Yeah. 60 Utah brewers. No, there's yeah. 30, 30 Utah brewers, 60 at the Utah Beer Festival. Okay. So yeah, yeah about three dozen Utah brewers. Yep. It's It's insane and it's a lot. I think in part due to our crazy liquor laws over the years has kind of fostered a, uh, a big kind of small brew and a lot of home big brewers. Big kind of small? Well, <laughs> like, you know, like a, a big, a really big... Insurgents. Budding... Um, of microbreweries. Group of microbreweries. Yeah, that's what I mean by small microbreweries. Right. No, you're very right. There's been a resurgence of craft breweries uh in the last few years um, i think the the number has almost doubled in the last five or six years and so it's it's a really good time to be a beer drinker in utah i'll be <laughs> honest with you it really is i yeah. I, I have not gone down to strap tank yet yeah that's what uh, i really want to go down there and visit and jess is rolling around I was like i keep trying it's so far <laughs> yeah. away though springville's far from me they are opening, opening their, in Lehigh. Yeah, second location, Lehigh, oh, opens Monday. There we go. Yeah. They're not, the original one is are still they, the they're not. They're not going to brew at Lehigh, though, are they? Are they just going to pull kegs there, or are they going to actually brew there? Is That's a good house? question. I, I don't know. Well, I mean, I would think as an investigative beer reporter, <laughs> <laughs> you have one job. On that. <laughs> you would have the answers. Yeah. Um, no, so Tim, let's. I, I'd like to talk a little bit about you before we dive into more and more beer. Um where where did your parents conceive you? <laughs> was it here in the state of Utah? Was it? it was in the state of Utah, yes. I was born and raised in Utah, Sandy. Sandy City. Sandy City. Smack dab in the middle. Went to Midvale schools, though. Uh, Hillcrest High School. So. <laughs> I went to the classy Midvale school. <laughs> yeah. uh, I love Midvale. Um, and Said no one ever. You are the first person to ever what's, say that. What's wrong with Midvale? <laughs> They've got good taco stands. <laughs> I like Midvale. I, I mean, I I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> so I, I do got to Midvale, so for those of you that are not familiar with the Salt Lake Valley area, Midvale is a corridor along State Street where there's like 12 car dealerships <laughs> in a 10-block radius. Two tattoo uh, cars. And if you get to the soccer stadium, you're in Sandy. Um, and if you get to... Murray High School, you're in Murray, and basically the spot between them roughly is 
Well, I guess Fashion Place Mall is probably a better marker for sure. Murray, right? Yeah, no, that's fair. Yep. And I don't think there's any more to Midvale. I think that's pretty much it. I don't know. I Like I said, I just went <laughs> to school there. <laughs> I grew up in Sandy, but I, uh, Two Row Brewing is in Midvale. Hmm. You know Two Row? I don't. No. no. We'll, we'll talk about Two well, Row. Then. Bohemian's in Midvale. Bo- Bohemian's in Midvale. Yeah. There's a homebrew shop in Midvale. Salt, Salt City. City. Salt City. Yeah. So, yeah, see? Oh, yeah. It could be the beer epicenter of Utah. <laughs> I mean... We can make it happen. <laughs> uh, I don't know if we have that kind of power. <laughs> you never know until you try. Yeah. So you went to Hillcrest. Yeah. Then what? Hillcrest High School. I uh, went to Westminster College. I uh, did my undergraduate there. Got a degree in communications and um, went to grad school. I went moved to California. went to Berkeley. So cool. I spent a couple years in Northern California, which was so that's where a you blast. learned to drink. Got it. <laughs> where I learned to drink. Yes, <laughs> yes. Because um, we got, don't teach that in Utah. We have laws that prevent young children from learning about how to drink. Yeah, exactly. Well, you in know, Utah, if a child sees you pour a drink, they're going to. That's not true. Alcoholic. As long as you're behind the magical <laughs> rope line, the... like at Dave and Buster's, if you're behind that, oh, that separated rope line, they you can't ju- see. It's like kids don't know what's going on <laughs> yep. past that little they are rope. shielded. Yeah. No, that's perfect. Um, so yeah, actually, wanted, I, well, by the way, we wanted a, a Zion's curtain. Oh, thank you. Is that we where we're get a Zion? So it's we, were, we really did we want it the real curtain. Zion curtain, but we didn't know where to find one. Is that where we'll be able to pour the beer yeah. the behind later? There. Behind there. Behind yeah. there. Okay, so kids won't be influenced. Yeah. <laughs> There's no kids in this. No, house. we have someone under the age of 21. Yeah, upstairs. but she's not a kid. She's an adult. She drinks anyway. It's <laughs> she's she's a 19 year old. She drinks. I promise. 19 year old college student. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, other than um, a couple years in Northern California, and then I spent a few years in Southern California and one winter in Wyoming. Oh, that's uh, where Chris is Chris from. Chris from Are you from Wyoming? Sort of. Yeah, I'm sorry you spent time there. Oh, Rock Springs. That's where I grew up. Green really? <laughs> that's where I spent that winter. as uh, the Rock Springs Rocket Miner. Oh, God. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, you know, at least it wasn't the Green River Star. Yeah, I right. delivered both of them when I was a kid. So. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So I did uh, years and years of newspaper journalism, about 10 years before I came back to Utah, got some corporate gigs, uh, worked in marketing social media for a little while is that like soul crushing for someone that has been <laughs> writing like as as a as like a reporter or a journalist to do like corporate marketing material you know it was for a minute but the hours and pay made up for it quite a bit <laughs> like so, okay nine to five that, i got a steady paycheck that helped ease the hey look the i can sting. buy groceries yeah. <laughs> yeah. hey look i'm not in fear of my job going away because a new website popped up exactly but you know actually I mean, it's funny but that's kind of why i started utah beer news is because i did want to get back into that kind of journalistic creative outlet um, that I, I did miss it. So writing yeah. technical specs for widgets is just uh, not. Yeah. It's not creative. <laughs> not not very much. Beer is much more interesting, mm-hmm. um, and more enjoyable. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that's what uh, up until 2017 I was doing corporate uh, social media, and then left that and have just been kind of consulting doing contract work for the last two years uh, while I'm building up Utah Beer News and drinking a lot of beer around the state. So it's been great. 
And that is a hard life you have. Yes, I get it. So, I mean, how did it? How so? You decide to start this blog, um, this site. I mean, for all intents and purposes, it's basically a blog initially. Sure. Um, how do you? How do you go from just writing your stuff to convincing people, because you haven't been a journalist for a little while, convincing people they should let you in, tell you about their stuff, and uh, give you free stuff? <laughs> So you can write about it. Sure, yeah. On well, not Yelp. The <laughs> not Yelp. Yeah, not Yelp. <laughs> I must say the the Utah beer community is pretty awesome. Um, they've opened their doors to me. I you know I I reach out to them obviously see if they have a good story to tell, and a lot of them have been very accommodating. They say, yeah, come on up. We'll give you a tour. We'll give you some samples. Uh, you know, taste taste what we're brewing. And, um, I set up, you know, for a podcast I do, I, when I, whenever I go to a brewery tour, I try and uh, get some audio with them too, so that I can, you know, share that on the site along with the article. And it's just been, it's been a blast. I mean, everybody's been so welcoming and I think I kind of started at a good time too, because even since I started two years ago, we've already had probably seven or eight new breweries yeah. open up. And then and another like 20 five. distilleries, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's been a lot of that, <laughs> too. Of that. Yeah. Um, South Salt Lake, I think, is kind of yeah. the the hub That's for some did, of that. Is Beehive Distilling's building brand new? It looks super new. I didn't know that they were on West Temple and 22nd South. I think they just moved. There. I think South Salt Lake's done a really good job of making it easy for those folks. To I was going to say that's there. the thing with South Salt Lake is making it approachable. Whereas cities like Draper, good luck. There's there's right. there's one not even really bar in Draper, Seabird. Oh yeah, and it took them a year and a half to get permits, jumping through hoops, and they have special and all kinds rules. Yeah, <laughs> there's all kinds of rules that go along with it. They can't, yeah. So that they own both La Barbara Coffee Shop and Seabird. It's the same people. They can't operate both at the same time. Really? All, yeah, there's all kinds of... And, and it's not a bar. It's a wine-tasting room. Oh, wow. So the way they had to list it... And label, but, yeah. but And South that's Salt, not even like a brewery or a distillery. No, so. uh-uh. That's that's a and South Salt Lake has made it a lot easier for those kind of businesses to move in. I think I'm hope that South Salt Lake has seen, hey, this is a good revenue. Yeah, this is a good tax sure. revenue stream. It's viable. It's funny you mentioned that. Uh, my wife and I used to live in South Salt Lake. Uh, we spent about eight years there. And East Stabbington for East those of you that are unfamiliar. <laughs> We're in West Stabbington. This is West Stabbington East here. Stabbington. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> And uh, I don't know if you know Shades Brewing, uh, formerly Shades, Shades of Pale, of Pale yeah. but now just Shades. No, it's just Shades. Just Shades, officially. Yeah. I've made one name. It's like Sharon. I've made soap in their uh, just their brewery. Oh, yeah, that's where we story. went, wasn't yeah. it? We, oh, yeah. we did the soap class with Olio oh, at cool. Shades, and then we, we made beer Man, soap. Beer's good. Nice. And we drank beer. Well, when they right. moved down from Park City, uh, they were opening up in that spot uh, just on their own West Temple, and they were having a a hell of a time trying to get licensing and stuff for serving beer. Yeah, which is crazy. They had to go to the city council and um, my wife and I were just as residents there. We, we kind of spoke up for them and, you know, said this is, this would be really good for the city. And I think that whole, you know, process of, shades kind of showing who they were and what they were going to bring to the, the community really opened up uh, some eyes in the, the government of South Salt Lake. And since then, it's just been really, um, you know, a, a lot of, of that kind of business has opened up there. And I think it's been great for the area. And I, 
I gotta. I love the place that they're in, like the old meat packing yeah, really like cool. yeah. facility with all the the really bad power. Well, <laughs> and they're involved, but they're involved with the community, and they yeah. do community events. And, and sure. same with is it Fisher, who's right by the chocolate conspiracy? Yeah, Fisher. S- Fish. Same thing. Fisher. So Fisher chocolate conspiracy. All those guys, they get together, they do events on a monthly basis, Yeah, community events. So, I mean... Exactly. That's one thing I've seen, too, uh, in the last couple of years, is just how many of these breweries are partnering with other local businesses to really become part of the community. Um, I know Keto's does a ton with the community. Um, Mountain West Cider. They Mountain do all Cider. kinds of stuff. They work with the... Green urban lunchbox, mm, yeah. To do yeah, right. garden, yeah. So yeah, so it's it's That's not right. just. I still got that green urban lunchbox cider. I haven't cracked into yet. Oh really? It's <laughs> a pretty from, good one from yeah. last year. This year's. Oh, you got one of these. <laughs> just brought us one this year. Well, that one. Well, yeah, yeah. I drank that one a long time ago. <laughs> well, well, it wasn't a different year. It was still the same. Year. That's from all the years run the, together. Remember, they ago. get the apples in the fall that they make that with. So, is this spring? Was it? This yeah, it was spring? early spring. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was long gone. Oh. That's, that's probably gone like two days after. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> point is, it's yeah. not. It's not just as certain politicians would think the den of Satan. <laughs> They're actual. <laughs> oh no, it is. It's adjacent. The uh, real people, really. and they're part of the community. Uh, you know, yeah. it's such a fun atmosphere. Too. I mean, all of these new breweries have, have come in, and um, I don't want to take anything away from the what I call legacy breweries because I mean they they had a I think a much tougher row. So who would that be? Like Squasa, yeah. Red Rock, Red Rock, you went to those guys. Uh, yeah, Desert, Red Rock's been around Desert forever. Edge. They've been around since the nineties, early nineties. Red Rock is celebrating its twenty fifth anniversary this year. Yeah, they've been around so, a long yeah, time. 94. 94. Yeah, not yeah, the right. one at Fashion Place. That has not been there the whole time. <laughs> no, not that one. <laughs> That's funny. I just um, remember way back when, like, going to Red Rock and actually going down in, like, I don't know. That place is just great. The one downtown is mm-hmm. just an amazing building. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's a very cool place to uh, to be. And then um, I was just at their brewery not too long ago talking about the Utah Beer Festival, actually, uh, because they're one of the breweries that have gone to each of the 10 Utah Beer Festivals. 10. 10 so is this, a lot. Yeah, 10. This is the 10th anniversary for the event. Who knew Utah could do 10 beer festivals? Yeah. I did. <laughs> you predicted it. Well, okay. I will say this about I don't Red even Rock. drink beer. Red Rock is the only place... Not the only place, but the first place I tried bacon beer. It's disgusting. Don't do it. <laughs> I don't know why brewers keep trying to make it. Just stop. Okay. Stop trying to brew beer <laughs> with bacon infused. <laughs> oh, they, they boy. Use, like, liquid smoke. It's just not good. It oh, boy. It never yeah. turns out good. This, yeah, well, the, the craft beer. This is the controversy right you don't is, want to talk about. No, no, no. I'm just saying that there are the three, brewers There are, are three craft beers that brewers need to stop. Bacon beer is one. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. I know it's this catchy thing. Everyone likes bacon, but it's gross. Number two, stop with fucking hops. You don't have to have 3,000 pounds of hops in your beer for it to taste good. <laughs> the quadruple mega quadruple nitro IPA. hops. Just stop. No one yeah. actually likes that. The people you know, like, that say they like that and drink it, they're choking it down to be cool. They don't actually <laughs> like it. So you don't like the bitterness aspect of it. Gosh. Do you mind the smell? Or No, the... I don't mind the smell at all. Yeah. And and there is some good flavor, but I think the problem is like once you get to a certain level, all the flavor is gone and all it is is bitter to me. Yeah, I mean, it really does a number on your tongue, that's for sure. 
Um, so and yeah. I and I for sure I prefer a lager style. Like I, that's part of why I love Bohemian is I mm. really like American lagers. But what, what's your third thing that must go? The third thing that must go is Saisons. <laughs> oh. There's there's one Saison I've had that's good in all of the times I've tried them, and that was uh, Salt Flats. That Saison oh, they had me try was really good. Mm. Uh, Roja has one that uh, is an award winner. Um, I can't think of the name right now. Kensington. Kensington Saison. Kensington Saison. Yes. I don't give it a try. I'm, I, I, will, I will give it a really <laughs> admirable try. Roja Kensington Saison. Got it. And then you could call up Tim and be like, this is amazing. This is <laughs> or, nope. Sorry, dude. I tried it. Stop making sour beer. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's on trend right now. Definitely sour beer. I know beers. it is. Yeah. So this is the thing. Okay. Remember back in the day, um, and when I say back in the day, that was a Wednesday, just so everyone's clear. <laughs> but uh, like Keystone used to have the bitter beer face commercials. Oh, yeah. That? Right. Now all people want is goddamn hops. <laughs> they want to have that face when they drink beer. There's nothing pleasant about the bitter beer face. Yeah. And then sour stuff. I stopped liking sour stuff when I was 13. (laughs) (laughs) You don't like to pucker? No, I don't. That's not enjoyable to me. Well, there's been... Obviously, hops are still very popular in in craft beer. There's a a trend going toward less bitter IPAs, uh, the so-called New England style, which is a hazier IPA. I don't know if you've heard... Or tasted any of those, but they uh, are low on the bitterness and they're, they're a more lot better, juicier. Uh, but they still have the hop. Well, even like a, an actual, real traditional IPA before everyone got like, I'm going to see how many hops I can shove into a bottle. It really wasn't. Fine. It really was an arms race for a while there. Yeah, just. And I can't imagine it. It's got to be expensive for the brewers <laughs> to just put. Like that. the average bottle of Hop Rising has thirteen hundred hops in it. I don't. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> hop Rising, though. You 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 like Hop Rising, don't you? No, not no, really. no. It's, oh. That one's even a little too hoppy for me, unfortunately. Mm. But see, I like a good. I like a good nutty beer. Like I mm. love a good nutty brown, like a red. Mm-hmm. Eight hundred one um, coffee was. Oh it? my god, that was. The, it's, in, in all the beers I've ever had in Utah of Utah brewers, you went to doing that special small batch with Publix Coffee, the 801 Coffee. Mm-hmm. That's the best beer I've ever had. That was a good one. That whole 801 series, I think, I really like. Yeah, they did a really good job. That yeah. And that is, like, seriously, hands down, I've yet to have a beer as good as that in the state of Utah. Hmm. I would cool. say, I would venture to say ever anywhere. Wow. wow. And I, I used to travel a lot. Like, it's a really, really good beer. And it was like a, it's the best thing about that beer is it was like an 8 a.m. beer. Uh-huh. Is it tailgating beer? You could have it at 8 in the morning and it didn't feel like you were drinking a heavy beer. It felt like Tim you were having what a nice talking about. Coffee. He nodded his head. Exactly. <laughs> sounds 8 like a.m. Sunday morning to me. <laughs> it's a tailgating beer. It was beer. designed as a tailgating beer. Yeah. Uh, and, and I know, just, yeah, sorry, Utah gets a bad rap too for having so called weak beer. But, I think the rest of the country is catching up to us a little bit. Well, yeah. like, like Chris was saying when we first started, I think because of our unique laws, mm-hmm. it has created this variation because we have had to deal with it. But 
but the brewers have come up with all kinds of interesting, unique... They come with creative ways. Creative ways exactly. to work with what we've got. Well, and they also just have to be really damn good at what they're doing. Uh, just They don't have the alcohol to hide behind on a lot right. of these exactly. lower alcohol beers. So. so it's crappy just up the alcohol, no one will know. Exactly. And to be fair, not all the local brewers stay to the bottle it in stores. A lot of them have beers that are higher point alcohol because they want to experiment right. with stuff. Exactly. But So, like, for instance, I love Hell's Keep. Hell's Keep mm. almost tastes like vodka. <laughs> There's a very, very strong bit of alcohol in Hell's sure. Keep, but I really enjoy that beer. Yeah. Um, now, and uh, again, if a, a brewer knows what he's doing, you will not, you'll be able to taste, you know, drink a high alcohol beer without getting that alcohol burn. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm not saying it burns, by the way. Hell's Keep yeah. does not burn. No. It's no. really good. Yeah. I really like Wasatch's seasonal fruit stuff. Okay. The blueberry. Not, not the apricot, though. The apricots, now it's all right. It's not my favorite, but the the, the raspberry and the blueberry, okay. I really like those. The hefeweizen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are solid. It's a good example of the, that, that you can't hide that, but but the fruit's not overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It's subtle. Also, yeah. their, their pumpkin is the best because I, yeah, it's not pumpkin spice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I it's like not pumpkin. the shitty pumpkin spice flavor. <laughs> However, i got to say, the pumpkin nitro they did two years ago, I wasn't as big a fan of that one. Did you oh. try that pumpkin nitro one? Yeah. 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 I, I don't know. I, nitro beers for me are hit or miss, too. So. Yeah. They're hard to get but, right. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't but, a fan of theirs. Well, what, what is your favorite beer, Tim? Because you've drank a lot of beer, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Utah beer right now, by and large, just across the board, it's TF Brewing, Templin Family. Uh, they're down on Brand new. 3rd West and 9th South. Yep. Right across from Trails, if you guys need another <laughs> another <Right>. locator. <laughs> okay, I've had lunch there. The I've had lunch Fisher. there before. <laughs> yes. Not, um, by the way, not a good place for lunch. <laughs> strip club for lunch. No, no. But... Uh, Kevin Templin, who spent years and years brewing at Red Rock, uh, started his own brewery last October, and he just, you know, knocks it out of the park. He focuses on light German lagers, uh, which is a specialty, but he's also branched out into um, other ales. Um, he's done a couple great IPAs this summer. Um, he, he just, he does a really good job. So but, you know, across the board, those are my favorite beers. Uh, Fisher's Rye Cream Ale. Is probably my my favorite Fisher beer, but it's it's hard because they have it seems like ten new beers every week. So yeah, they make a lot of beer. Yeah, they there. rotate a lot, and they they do good work. Um, as far as some of the the maybe older breweries, um, Uintas Eight Hundred One obviously is still uh, a good standby. How long, how long has that one been out? Like five years? Four, that five sounds years. about right. Yeah, yeah. So, so I remember I went to an awards thing for another podcast i was on years ago and they introduced it at that awards and that's how that that's why i made the connection is about four or five years ago okay yeah and they just you know their their lime pilsner which is um uh, similar is is really good i like the it's nice for the summer one of the only lime beers i can stand yeah i've tried a few and they're heinous yeah they're gross <laughs> <laughs> it, it does take a gentle touch <laughs> For sure. It's like the hint of lime Tostitos. They're not good either. <laughs> Stop putting fake lime flavoring on shit, people. Yeah. Um, uh, other than that, I, that, there's a lot of beers out there. Um, Keto's is doing good work. Shades is doing some really good work right now. Have you done? Have you tried Salt Flats? Salt Flats, yep. 
yep. And I talked to them and uh, had some of their beers. I was um, I was pleasantly surprised. I'm very disappointed that more of their beer is not commercially available. Oh. Because I think they do a pretty well, good job, but it's almost exclusively out of their restaurants. And because we went to the stuff. brewery and we walk in and they had like this selection, and they're like, "What do you want?" And it's like, "Oh, there's so much to choose from." But you go to the store and there's like two. Yeah, because they don't bottle a lot of it. It's- yeah, they've got some cans in the liquor stores, um, but yeah, a lot of it you have to get at their uh, at the restaurants. restaurants. Yeah, uh, they have a tap room, but it has limited and strange hours. So, <laughs> yeah, that's where, that's we, where were. we were. Yeah. yeah, which is cool. I but mean, it that's is a cool, cool tap room. Right they got all the cars the, there. The LDS distribution center, which is even better. <laughs> yeah, they they get off work and go over. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> that's why the hours are weird. They've got to like kind of hide that. Yeah. Group so there's there's like eleven thirty to one thirty, uh, and then like five thirty to seven or something. Yeah, yeah you're allotted time. <laughs> um, they just won an award up in Idaho Falls, a pretty big uh, beer festival, the International Beer Awards. Um, their Deuce Coop Lager won an award. So that's awesome. That's cool to hear. Yeah. You uh, you've been doing this for a while, and you mentioned that uh, the gentleman with TF had been with Red Rock. In your writing, do you see when you're going from brewery to brewery that that is happening, that people are splitting from other brewers and creating their own? A little bit. It's more home brewers are getting into professional brewing is kind of what I see. Obviously, there's brewers moving from from place to place all the time, but... Uh, some of the newer breweries, uh, Level Crossing is an example of a home brewer that went uh, pro, and they're doing some good stuff right now. They have a cool tap room, too, uh, another South Salt Lake spot. Um, what else? Uh, Fisher is a, you know, he, he, uh, Colby, what, he, he worked at Desert Edge, but he's also uh, obviously dabbling the uh, home brewing. Um yeah, there's just there's a lot of talented brewers. So in Fish, Salt Fisher Lake was a, a brewery a really really long time ago. What did they have to buy that name, or was that yeah. like in the family? How did yeah. that come about again? It's in the family. Um, yeah, t- Tommy, who's one of the the owners of New Fisher, uh, I believe. Uh, you're not don't don't quote me on this, but great grandfather grand. Somebody uh, in his lineage uh, was was part of the original Fisher <laughs> Brewery. So, um, yep, he's he's opened it up with three other cool guys, and um, they've got the the Fisher beer, which, uh, as I understand, is the original recipe. Hmm. Um, Didn't the so, original close after Prohibition or around Prohibition? Sounds th- no, I, th- I think it was after that. Was I think it, it was yeah, I think it was later. Um, 60s maybe but um, treasures in springville sometimes has old cans and old signs from the old fisher i'm like they just need to donate it is that a strip club no that's (laughs) my antique mall that's my antique that just sounds in vegas that sounds like a strip club (laughs) name i know what it was i'm just saying we were talking about trails so now yeah so bohemian when we when we talked to bohemian they do a really cool thing where they do that competition with the home brewers. Yes. And the Lagerpalooza. Cerveza, yeah. our hat over there. That was last year's winner. Mm. So they allowed that home brewer to come in and, and work with them. So that whole Cerveza was a home. That's a, that's a great beer, too. Yeah. Cerveza. That's a really cool thing, too, that they do. Lagerpalooza, they, they kind of uh, put it on with Salt City Brew Supply, the home brew shop. And, yeah, it's it's pretty neat. It's a competition, and then the best of show has an opportunity to brew his or her beer on a commercial scale. That's and so cool. Yeah. 
That's awesome. Pretty sweet stuff. You, you've got that one buddy, the Baba. He's not a buddy. Or uh, a friend so of a friend. A former client of mine was um, retelling the Baba uh, Black was actually her husband's beer that he had brewed at home and um, sold off. Uh, in competition with with uh, was it Uinta that bought it or Wasatch? Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Yeah, just Baba. Yeah, so they actually had bought the recipe from a home brewer because he had wow. taken it to competition with them and won some awards. And they're like, "This is good. Let's keep it." And I actually really enjoy that beer too. That's great. Um, I like I like the darker stuff. Um, I don't necessarily like a Guinness is okay, but the really really stout stuff is is good in doses. Mm-hmm. That's the problem with most coffee <laughs> beers, by the way, is they're all too too dark and stouty. Oh. And cold winter night by the fire, gotta have a good dark beer. I love it. Yeah, love good dark stuff. Um, you know what really bugs me about some of the newer laws, though. So we used to be able to go to uh, a brewery, um, wherever it was, whether it was Red Rock or Squatters or, or Hoppers, Jeremy's favorite fucking place on the planet for some reason. Um, Midvale again? Yeah, Midvale. <laughs> <laughs> but you could get a flight of beers, uh, and and you would get the full flight. You would have twelve Cause, beers because we know, got have, that when we went to Hoppers. Yeah, a couple of years you, ago. You, no, it was a lot more than a couple of years ago, buddy. <laughs> was it close to like ten? Like probably eight. Well, I went with you, so it had to have been. Yeah, at least it was eight, like eight, eight or nine years ago. Yeah, it was. This seems like last ago. year. Yeah. Anyway, I, for my birthday, we got them. Yeah, but you could get the whole flight <laughs> where mm-hmm. you could, and you could really kind of taste around uh-huh. from light to dark as you should and, and sure. really get a full experience and you can't really do that anymore like you can only get a, a limit like a small flight I think yeah and even that I think is relatively new uh, their laws are changing all the time and I, I'm not an expert on them by any means but I know Man, but I thought we had an expert <laughs> on Jess, but uh, <laughs> they're a lot changed where you can have a flight now um, usually you know, most other states too will have a flight of four beers like four four ounce samples or whatever put in front of you um, that uh, is is available now with certain brewery licenses and again that's where it kind of gets weird because all of these breweries have different licenses, whether it's a tavern license, a bar license, restaurants. Or some of them can't even sell their own shit in their own store. Yeah. Which is what's really crazy. Yeah. So it it gets confusing. I Sometimes I wish they just were able to kind of put the law on their on their window and say this is what we can do and this is why but um it's, well, it makes it difficult for people coming to visit too like you oh, sure. like we said 30 plus brewers in in the state of utah which you know really when you're considering across the wasatch front where most of them are between ogden and provo there are a few scattered like out in moab and down in st george but for the most part they're all in the wasatch front someone comes to visit it's like it's like rolling the die as to which place <laughs> allows you to do what. Can you sure. actually get a drink at? Can yeah. I can I take my kid in with me who's nineteen or who's who's you know twelve because I'm here on a vacation and I want a beer with dinner at this brew brew pub? Can I take the kid in with me? I don't right. know, maybe yeah. not. Yeah, it's it's getting a lot better, but it is still uh, confusing and uh, probably not not the greatest first impression for for out of towners, but. That said, I still think that Utah isn't the worst when it comes to <laughs> no, we're not. We're not, a, we're not a dry state. Yeah, right. we've, ta- we've talked about that before. There yeah. are some other states that believe it or not really are. Oh yes. Well, and at least now 
people coming to the state of Utah don't have to be asked if they'd like to become a member mm-hmm. or be sponsored by a member of a club. That's true. Just to yeah. go into a bar. <laughs> like, yeah. Were you writing about beer back then? I, I was not writing about beer when we had the, <laughs> the clubs. The private clubs. You should do like a throwback. I should. Okay. That that would be so awesome. Yeah, I still have my free Bayou pint glass that I got uh, for getting a Bayou membership. Uh, <laughs> mine, I'm sure, got broken one of the many moves. I have actually had a few That's Bayou awesome. memberships over the years. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. I like the Bayou. That's a fun place. Yeah, I, yeah. I like it because there's not really too many good Cajun places in the Valley, mm-hmm. and I but, really love Cajun food. And their beer list is... <laughs> It's fun to go and try something you wouldn't try I, exactly. anywhere else. So here's the thing. I like doing that, but about the only thing I can have there is the redheaded sluts or whatever it's called. The mix. <laughs> there's a there's a mix of like a like a cherry malt beverage and a beer and it's hmm. called I think two redheaded sluts because it comes in two glasses. You're supposed to share it because it's two beers mixed together. Oh. It's really good. Okay. It's freaking amazing, but that's pretty much the only thing I I'll order there. I think I've partaken of two redheaded sluts. <laughs> well, I mean... You haven't lived. <laughs> I'm not going to... Your wife is redheaded, but I would not call her a slut, so... Yeah, you probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> she, she'd beat the shit out of me, probably. Probably. <laughs> No, that's but that's about all that when I go there, that's usually my go to because I I've had a lot of beers over a lot of places because I, I used to travel a ton for work. And when you're by yourself, you go pony up to the bar mm-hmm. to eat and you try beer and I try a lot of local beers. So. Yeah, no, me too. Yeah. Whenever I'm out of town, I always try and hit up a couple of local breweries and uh, see kind of what they're doing, kind of compare it to what Utah's doing and. Utah is definitely catching up and moving ahead in a lot of a lot of areas of oh, some sure. places. Yeah, so it's it's cool to see. If if only we could get Fat Tire, something like Fat Tire here, that's really close because that's probably my go-to. Is it? But that's out of Denver. You mean? Well, I mean, we can get Fat Tire here. Well, yeah, we can get Fat yeah, Tire. But, here. but I mean, you mean a Utah? I'd brewed, like to have a beer that's close to Fat someone tire. here that produced it. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, because and I haven't found one yet locally that's mm. close enough to it in, in terms of full style. So okay. But I do like that beer. Well, we'll get somebody on that. <laughs> I'm yeah, sure. you know people. <laughs> we got 30 brewers. Some of them listen to this show. Yeah. How, do you, how do you decide what, when you started Utah Beer News, like what your focus was going to be? Uh, that's a great question. I, going back to my journalism background, I just really wanted to tell stories. So I've been focusing a lot on the stories of breweries, I say breweries, brewers, and everyday imbibers. Uh, so anybody who likes to drink or makes beer, sells beer, things like that, uh, that's really kind of been my focus. There's other great sites out there that are f- focusing more on the tasting notes. Um, so I, I, I do a fair share of tasting notes as well on some of my social media, but on the website itself, I'll uh, kind of stay more toward the storytelling Um side of things which is awesome because every single one of them have such a unique all of them we've talked to have got cool stories the way they started you know like you were saying the relationships that they have with the community exactly you know it's and it takes a lot of work to get a brewery up and running i'm sure anywhere but especially in utah it seems just the hoops to jump through the kind of just knowing nah. what licenses you need. Well, um, I, I will say the consistent thing we've heard from brewers and distillers alike is 
It's actually more difficult to get through the federal hurdles most oh. of the time than they and get the through state. the state hurdles yeah. because basically the state's not doing anything crazier than the federal government. The trick with the state becomes what you can sell and how you can sell it direct. Right. Yeah. Because just all distribution of everything has to go through the state in the state of Utah. Mm -hmm. So for some of them, they're like, yeah, it sucks. We have to sell our beer to the state. And then buy it back. And then buy it back and have it brought back from their distribution warehouse to our shelves. Right. And there's actually a, in fact, I was talking to, to Red Rock today uh, about the Utah Consumer Coalition, I believe is the name. Mm -hmm. It's a new group that uh, mm -hmm. started up there. Their real focus is to try and, um, you know, people will, will brew a beer and then they'll have to take it to a restaurant in a bottle and then the restaurant will have to pour it into a glass from that bottle instead of like skipping the bottle step. So they're really so trying to get a fresh tap. Yeah. They're really trying to, um, lobby, uh, the state, I guess, to make draft beer, um, just unlimited ABV, um, alcohol by volume, uh, so that you can eliminate the waste that comes from glass bottles. That'd be awesome. Um, there's other reasons as well uh, for that, but I think it's an interesting concept. It's really early stages. Um, so we'll see what happens if, if it has any legs or not. So I, I'm curious to, to talk and, and I don't know how much you know about the, like the Brewers Guild, for example, but that's an organization that has, has really Kind of, I mean, it's been around for a while, but it's really kind of gathered steam in the last few years as we've had all these breweries pop up. Mm -hmm. Are you finding that, you know, all the brewers are participating? Are there some holdouts that are like, those guys are fucking quacks? And, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there are with 30 plus now, sure. but, but are, do you find that most of them are, are joining the organization and trying to have a, a, a single voice in a sense? Yeah, yeah, they are. Um, I've talked to the, the Brewers Guild a few times. Um, and you're right, they, they did just kind of, it seems to me they've structured it a little bit more uh, so that there's more structure to it and uh, more advocacy for the craft beer industry in Utah. And yeah, it's, Last I heard, they had full membership. All all breweries in Utah are members of the guild. Uh, they just had a fantastic event um, the end of June. The, I he... heard that that was flipping amazing. Yeah, I had some. I had the, a Bohemian hat on, and a lady stopped me at the farmers market, and she was like, "Did you go? It was so awesome!" <laughs> right. So they just what they partnered. Yeah, different that... brewers partnered with each other and created a, a brew. Exactly. Oh. Yeah, that was put on by the Utah That's Brewers Guild. Event. And yeah, they paired up different breweries in Utah. So, uh, two breweries got together, collaborated on a beer as there was some wild stuff. You probably wouldn't have liked it. <laughs> Chris, 15 pounds of hops per bottle. Yeah. Lots of sour. Um, but look, uh, I once tried a homebrew my buddy made that was a banana bread beer. Oh, so I've tried some really nasty shit. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> banana bread beer wasn't good. Uh, I, Banana does not work in beer. Yeah. Like, the beer wasn't horrible, but it just had this, like, lingering, like, I just had a banana, and that does <laughs> not work with beer. Yeah. Um, yeah, so anyway, the, the Utah Brewers Guild, I think, is trying to really rally the, the troops and kind of uh, present a unified voice, because obviously you're stronger if you have 30-plus Voice, uh, voices together as one. 30 plus big tax dollar voices. Well, yeah, yeah, and you need that one when you're lobbying for, for sure. change. Yeah. 
Does it seem to you, I mean, as kind of an outsider that, that, that maybe has, has had some conversations with these folks, does it seem to you like there's a couple of big boys that kind of run the show? Um, and I'll be specific, the, the old guys, the guys have been here for a while, squatters, you went to Wasatch. Uh, do they kind of push their weight around in, in the guild or is it, is it becoming more, you know, equal with having all of the brewers involved? You know, I can't speak to that specifically. Um, I obviously have my my thoughts on it, but um, I think each brewery has a voice. Um, obviously, the bigger ones who have been around a lot longer probably know they have some connections more what's going on and kind of you know how to play the game a little bit more. But I, I, I would I think that each brewery in the state right now probably has uh, their voices heard through the either through just what they're doing, uh, you know, making good beer, being a good part of the community or through the guild as being, you know, this, this organization that's really trying to um, do some good for the craft beer market and drinkers. It's like the big brother sticking up to the little brother <laughs> well, and I then mean, pushing yeah, him down in the water. I mean, that's another thing too. I'll talk to all these brewers, these new brewers and they're quick to say that the bigger guys are always willing to help. Um, it, other smaller guys, if same size guys are willing to help too. It's there's really a camaraderie. It seems like in the Utah beer community, um, if you know, they have questions about different things they can ask uh, if they need, you know, their, their truck, was late or something and get a shipment in, they can borrow grain or hops or somebody from somebody down the street. So, um, I, I do get the impression that they all, for the most part, while they're competition, it's not a like tooth and nail, like I'm going to, no, you can't have that square of toilet paper to wipe your ass because you're my competition <laughs> sort of deal. Yeah. I don't get like that Like some either. of the distilleries. Yeah. It's se- that way. It seems to me like, at least in the brewing space, a lot of people, because it's so creative, a lot of people have been like, no, it's the, the more of us there are, the better it is. And there's enough market share to go around right now. Exactly. Yeah. That's anytime a new brewery is, is scheduled to open, you'll hear, uh, the other ones that just opened, really cheering them on and wishing them well, hoping for success. Um, yeah, there, it's it's definitely there is a competition, um, but you're right, it's not cutthroat. Um, not yet, anyway. Not yet, anyway. Yeah, we'll see if the market gets a little bit more. So we saturated. talked. A, we talked a few weeks ago on the show about. So there was a, a recent Supreme Court ruling that's pretty significant in in the way of of booze. Um, and it was in Tennessee or Kentucky. Um, basically, um, the Supreme Tennessee. the Supreme Court ruled. Um, so a lot of states have have legislation in place that basically say, in order to sell your alcoholic product in our area, you have to have someone that lives here and is a permanent resident before you can start selling your stuff in our state. It basically keeps, you know, alcohol from other states out of the state unless you know someone hmm. uh, is kind of what it boils down to. It's pretty prevalent around the country, too. Yeah. Um, and hmm. the the ruling that the Supreme Court passed basically said, yeah, you can't make those kind of requirements anymore. To have somebody have to live yeah, in the state. You, you have two years, to. Two years, you, minimum two years. So, yeah. For some of them, that's what it was. Like, you have to have someone there for two years. And have a storefront of their own or a physical business address, not a residential address, before you can even attempt to get someone to carry your product in their state. Wow. So the Supreme Court said, yeah, you can't do that anymore. <laughs> so that from a, from a, a, 
the way I see it, that's a big change in terms of now it makes it easier for our brewers to start to spread out. Hmm. So if you talk to some of them, brewers and distillers, they're like, yeah, I'm in a couple of states, like I'm out in Michigan. Like it's random what states they're in. Sure. Well, as you start to read state laws, it becomes a lot more understandable why they're in some of the states they're in and not others. Sure. So I'm I'm curious if you've heard from any of the brewers if they pay attention to this stuff if they're looking to really start to branch out of the state or Oh yeah. Well, I think they're always looking for for different opportunities. It's kind of interesting how how the different business models uh, are set up just the way I've observed it like Fisher for instance, I don't think has any plans of ever distributing uh if you you they they really have a demand in their tap room. Um you get it there, you don't get it um, which is, is cool. It's a really cool town. Yeah. yeah. Um, other places like Roja, I mean, uh, they're, they've only been around for a couple of years and they've really made an effort to get into grocery stores. And so you can find a lot of their beers in Harmon's and uh, I'm sure other, other grocery stores that I don't shop at. So I only know, Har- <laughs> I only know Harmon's. We're Harmon's fans. They're very big supporters of local. Yeah. So yeah, they have a great craft beer selection. Yeah. Also you can get craft beers one at a time from Harmon's. Harmons make yes. six packs. Smith, so. Smith does that too. Yeah, they copied Harmons. <laughs> pretty sure Harmons started it, and they're like, "Oh fuck!" But it is cool because they've got it open, so you can put together mm-hmm. six packs and yeah. try one of everything. Yeah, no, that's, that's why that's... I thought Vernal Brewing was cool when I went there because they did that. You do that. Yeah. That way you don't get stuck with six of that disgusting ass like <laughs> linden, linden hell, whatever. Oh yeah, summer that, shanty. That shitty summer shanty <laughs> oh, that you found. Yeah. Oh my Lime god, that was that beer. Nasty. I think that beer went back and forth between coolers for I think we all it back summer. And forth for the whole summer. Every time someone would have like a barbecue or a party, we'd, we'd bring, bring it, it over, and, and then it would just it. be left over at whoever no house. No one would drink it because it. it's so nasty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man, have you tried the Natter Days? The no. natural light. Uh, Natter days. No, I'm sorry. No. I, water. <laughs> well, I Like, I stopped drinking Natty Light when I had a job. Yeah. The only, <laughs> the only reason I bring it up is because, uh, obviously, nat- natural light is a, a big college college beer. But uh, this Natter days, it seems like they're really trying to <laughs> trying to change. Not not you the college image. say it with a straight <laughs> face. It's, it's for the Natter days. That's because they're trying... Look, the Natter days, they're trying to do what PBR has successfully done and take a really shitty low-cost <laughs> beer and make it super popular with, like, the hipsters. Yeah. No, it's, and I'm sure they're making a ton of money with it. <laughs> 30 cans at a time. <laughs> <laughs> like every bowling alley growing up, that's all they had. Give me a Keystone 30. Yeah. Like, I remember those days. Yep. Oh, I'll take some Natty Light. I'll, I'll drink that. No. My grandpa drank PBR before it was cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's still, yeah my grandpa's dead. So. It's, it's still not cool unless you're a, like a hipster. Well, that's what I mean. That's why I said it the way I did. <laughs> I, I'm just waiting for the days hipsters go out of style and my beard becomes my thing again. Oh. I'm really so be the only one. Yeah. yeah. Jeremy will shave his. And... <laughs> that's something that's really popular in the beard community. Beards. Beards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so there was that that company in Portland. I don't remember which brewery it was that made the 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 beer out of the beard yeast. Rogue. Yeah. Uh, oh, was it Rogue, Rogue. that? Did that? Yep. I couldn't remember who it was. Yep. Creepy. They're, they make <laughs> some good beers. We talk about this a lot. 
I'm in. I'm. You really, have a beard. I know, but I'm also impressed that they were able to make a beer out of beard yeast. Yes, yeah. impressive, but gross. <laughs> what about like? So I. This is funny, is, <laughs> and maybe it's just because they've been around for a little while. But Epic Brewing, I think, makes some of the the best beers that they they bottle and get out to the liquor store. They have a pretty big presence in the liquor store, mm-hmm. but I don't hear a lot of people uh, talk about Epic very often when when we talk about local brewers. Yeah, I mean. They're they're still a, a big player in the Utah beer scene, um, but yeah, they're they're really uh, well known for for their higher alcohol beer. That was kind of their kind of they they put their flag in the the ground on that. That you know we're going to come into Utah, but we're going to sell higher alcohol beer. And um, I think that so they didn't, weren't able to sell any you know on draft, um, but. It's only in the tall bottles. Yeah, yeah, bottles and big bottles at that, uh, twenty-two ounce bottles. So, but they their uh, big bad Baptist line um, is delicious. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a dessert beer for me. I don't like their saisons though. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the saison. <laughs> no, they're not. Their sour apple saison is horrible in oh. my opinion. Yeah, I'm they, sure other people like it. It's just not my thing. Yeah. But like the brainless raspberries is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're Belgian. Belgian they're beers are, are pretty good too. Um, and yeah, they've they've branched out too. They're obviously have a, a big facility in Denver, um, and you can find their beers elsewhere. But um, did they start here? Uh huh. So yeah. yeah, yeah, they started. Yeah, here. they started here. That's I thought. That's what I thought. Yep, they were yeah, kind of on the kind of the. They were kind of on the cusp of when all the brewers really started taking off. They were one exactly. of the early ones. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yeah, you're right about that. Um, and then it's just been the last five years. It's just been amazing to see what has well, happened. Like, you get companies like like Proper came in. I didn't know for a while that Proper was a local Utah company. Yeah. And like that, they partnered with Beckerman, and really they just slapped his name on a beer, I think. <laughs> but that's a really good beer. Uh-huh. And that should be RSL's official beer, not that shitty RSL L, because that is not a good beer. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a huge RSL fan. That uh-huh. beer is not great. Oh, yeah. I brought something special for you then for uh, <laughs> for to taste later. It's not RSL. Okay. <laughs> Which is I, it Beckerman's RSA Brew? It's not Beckerman's Brew either, but Proper. I like their stuff. Proper is, they do really good work. And I have yet to eat there, but they I make hear the they best have pickled zucchini great ever. Great burger. No. Yeah. Ever. I mean, it's real. the bar is really low when you pickle zucchini. So. <laughs> it's amazing. And they serve it at the burger place and at Avenues Proper. So yeah. it's like two times the amazingness. Yeah, and they just opened that new place in Sugar House, which is the Utah's only. Utah only beer bar, so they only have Utah beer on tap wow. and in bottles and cans. And really, it's really cool. Thirty six taps, I think, and wow. then a hundred bottles and what, cans. What, what, what's the address? It's uh, right on <laughs> right on Twenty First South and Ten Tenth East. I don't know. So I've driven by there a million so times. I'm like, oh, Leo, and I don't. I can't picture right, it by there. Car- Caramba like is. <laughs> I don't, there's some sort of dance club right next oh, to yes. it, I think. I know exactly where it's at. Yep, <laughs> It's right across from the old Granite Furniture Building. Yes, yep. which is now a brewery. Oh. Yes, it is. Oh, that used to be... Um... It's just down the street from Doco. <laughs> I have a cookie Do- dough problem. Oh. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. Some people wouldn't say it's a problem. I know. I stopped going because they took out the marshmallows and started putting marshmallow cream. Who does that? <laughs> Don't it's terrible. Don't that. So, oh, man. <laughs> you, men- you mentioned that in the last five years, the the 
boom has been so big. But Utah Brewfest has been going on for beer fest, I should say, has been going on for 10 years. Have you been partaking in all 10 years or just i've been trying to think about that my memory's not so good all the beer yeah (laughs) (laughs) i've been to several i've not been to all 10 but they are the first one that's the thing i don't think i was people were describing that to me or it was just kind of a free-for-all the first one was crazy i do not remember that one so i don't think i went to that one i do not think that they had any idea (laughs) whatsoever how yeah. popular that event because they've be. only been at the fairgrounds for a couple of years yeah i think yeah. this is the third year at the they didn't cap ticket sales in the first one right everyone ran out of beer like really fast because yeah. it was packed it was yeah. tons of people well, i was talking to the city weekly people about that um and i guess they only had however many couple hundred people buy tickets in advance and then thousands show thousands up the show day up. yeah it's like <laughs> Because they didn't expect it to be anywhere near well, that, as big as it was. That happened with Fanex the first year, too. Like, mm-hmm. they had some decent advanced ticket sales, and they're like, okay, the event's going to be all right. And then day two, the fire marshal's, like, not <laughs> letting people in because it was just so obscenely popular. Yeah. Utahns don't like to buy shit in advance when it's something new. Right. But now, like, Beer Fest... They're probably are they sold out now? They're not sold out yet. Some of the VIP packages are getting close to sold out. I understand, Um, but uh, regular tickets are still available. But I would get them. Yeah, Um, maybe you should mention. And they have really awesome. I mean, there's so many different like packages. Like, I mean, there's tickets that are like five bucks to. I think the VIPs were one couple hundred twenty five. I believe. I actually have that written down in her. Yeah, if you have prices, because I don't have (laughs) prices. (laughs) Maybe while she's looking it up, you should talk about. When it is the Utah Beer Festival, I'd be happy to uh, August seventeenth and eighteenth. And oh, by the way, I'm not affiliated with the Utah Beer Festival at no, all. He's so. just a beer. You just know, but yeah. no, it, yeah, I understand. Yeah, since she's looking some stuff up, and I couldn't remember the exact date. Seventeenth <laughs> and eighteenth of August at the Utah State Fair Park. Um. So yeah, Saturday and Sunday. They have single day, two day tickets, uh, whatever you want, VIP packages. Uh, the thing I like about it, it's it's a lot more than just a beer festival. Uh, I mean, they, they have cider and hard seltzer and, and stuff like that. But other than liquid refreshments, they have music. They have um, a gear and beer type area. Is Nick Passy going to be there? No. Okay. So Nick Passy. So Nick Passy is the Nick Passy doesn't go to. Fall I told podium. you he doesn't no, ever make it. As I talked far to as him. No, I talked to him. <laughs> he actually had a lot of health problems and missed a lot of these dates to sign up, or else he normally would be at these yeah. things. So, yeah, they've really expanded the music. It seems like this year they said they want for their tenth anniversary want to uh, really put on some some different stages for different bands and. Uh, Royal Bliss, I think, is going to be doing an after party, which I think is a separate ticketed event, but you can get it as part of the beer festival oh, ticket. Royal Bliss. Yeah. It's Can't takes wait you back. to see the crowd that bring the, they bring in. <laughs> It'll be fun. There's <laughs> also food up. trucks. I remember like back in the day, Royal Bliss used to play Port-A-Call and all the cougars would come out. I only wrote down five. Oh. What? Five oh, food, food trucks. trucks. There'll oh. also be food trucks. I think they told me 15, yeah. That's amazing. No, there are. I just wrote down a few oh. that sounded awesome. She just so. wrote down the ones she cared so about. So the tickets She's started like, These are the five. ones I stock already. These are the ones I want to go eat the food Actually, at. Actually, I have only been to one of these, two of these, because one is at the farmer's market. So 
um, $5, and then the VIP tickets are $125. So you're right. So there's like a huge, like there's a lot of opportunity what do you to, get to go. The, what do you get? I don't know about tickets. the five. You got, you said $5. Yeah, I'll so show I've got you. $10. Oh, maybe, maybe it went, maybe that was like pre sale. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's for two weeks days. Since I wrote it down. Um, and $75 VIP tickets, it looks like. Yeah, the 125 are like super fancy. Yeah. At least right now is they're going to pour beer in your mouth. Right. No, I don't know. <laughs> VIP though, I mean, you, that's a lot of it's indoors, air conditioned. If that's a concern yeah, to you at they all, take you get special you to trails afterwards. <laughs> serve you beers from TF. Is that I'm wrong? Nah, I don't know if they do that. Um, no, they have the trails dancers come into the VIP area. <laughs> that would that would be something. I don't. It's know. fine as long as it's not light. Free <laughs> gave me this look like I don't know if I want to see that. Yeah, the lunchtime dance. It's okay. Are... I'm I'm not ever gonna go to a beer festival. What about the trails? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, duly noted. Right. I mean, uh, you can take Jeremy. I'm okay with that. To trails or to a beer festival? Either one. I don't. I don't care. think his wife would appreciate the former. The I I really don't care. You can go to either one. <laughs> Okay, back to Beer Fest. Back to Beer Fest. Um, 60 breweries, more than 200 beers will be poured or in bottles and cans. Which, by the way, 200 is still less than the number of beers that Bayou claims to have <laughs> on hand. Yeah. They come with 265 different beers at that place. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Do you know how they choose their out-of-state brewers? Is it just people... Get on that. I know. Where's your investigator, <laughs> investigative beer reporter? I need, I need to be better at hobby, investigating. Not, it's a hobby. It's not his full-time job. Um, regionally, Sorry. I would imagine. Just, um, no, there were, I noticed there was a lot from California. Yeah, so. yeah California is a hot market for beer. Um, I don't, it's a big festival. I mean, they, they get a lot of people. So it wouldn't surprise me if some of these breweries from out of state are wanting to be get a presence um, oh yeah for sure get some exposure yeah ha, have you had uh, many of the beers from some of the brewers up in like idaho not idaho no so there's like what's the huckleberry one that's really good the oh, huckleberry yeah. cream so the huckleberry cream uh, ale goose goose something or other i don't know Mm-hmm. Goose poop. <laughs> I don't remember what the name of the freaking thing is, but it's a really good beer. I like that one. Idaho uh, has a few. They have a few breweries. good breweries up there. Yep. But nothing compared to Utah. And Denver. Denver doesn't have a whole lot of really good local micro because they got cores. They don't need anything else. <laughs> is Talisman the farthest north? <laughs> uh, do we have any up like Britain? No. Uh, as far as I know, Ogden's the. Because Utah the OG just north. opened. Yeah. There's not one ago. in Logan. At all? Mm-hmm. Um, I th- there's a couple cool beer bars, like, well, restaurant bar type things that just have a nice craft beer selection. Like Brewster and... Well, yeah. No, and Logan. Oh, and Logan. Yeah, because yeah. you got college kids up there. You got to right. serve them beer. Yeah. I mean, only the ones over 21 that are clearly not LDS. Sorry. <laughs> got to be a disclaimer. How do, you, how do you differentiate between an LDS temple to L- recommend in your LDS, LDS, well, not, not necessarily. The LDS kids clearly do not ever drink in college. So if they're at the bar, they're not LDS. They wouldn't. They would not deign to be caught there. You're only going to get a temple recommend if you're going on a mission or getting married, pretty much. Um, I don't know anything about the... That's not. The I'm world. not of. I'm not of the faith, but I'm thinking <laughs> Look, that we're we're Jeremy, all not of the faith. opinion. You need a temple recommend when you are 
you get it. Well, you do. You went on a mission for a time. Any time after 18, if you so desire. Right, but most people get them for mission or marriage, right? Typically speaking. Endowments. Endowments. Yeah. What? Take out your endowments. I have no idea. That's what. Okay. Goes to, to, that anyway, just means go through the back temple. To, back yeah. to beer. Back to beer. <laughs> Forget the temple. Um, Ogden, since you were talking about Ogden. Yes. That is a thriving yes, it beer is. place right now. Um, yeah. Roosters, obviously on 25th Street has yeah, been there forever. Um, and they just opened a really nice new production facility um, in Ogden as well. Um, so they're they're able to produce a lot more beer now. Uh, Utah, which is the new one that opened earlier this year, uh, another home brewer who decided he wanted to turn pro, and uh, he's, he's I, I've been up there a couple times, and there's some good beers there. And Talisman, like you mentioned, uh, awesome husband and wife. That story John's is just, amazing. Yeah, that story with those two is just unbelievable. Yeah. Cool, cool people. Glad it's working out for them. They just had their three-year anniversary. Uh, the brewery did. I don't know how long they've been married. <laughs> <laughs> a lot longer than longer that. Longer than that, yeah. yeah. Air Force marriage. Yeah. Right. Fly around, planes. <laughs> I don't know. Have you already started drinking? No. Oh, yeah. We should just break checking. out some beers. We'll get Do there. It. We'll get there. Well, um... Is there anything you want to talk about as Utah beer news that you don't get to talk about? <laughs> because you're he's, always the one writing gonna the story. It, he's going to check his notes. Yeah, yeah, let me check my notes because I did. I read, wrote down some more events because I know you guys are big on events. We do so. love events. We, do. Yeah. We, love, we love to promote things locally. So in addition to the Utah Beer Festival, which is August 17th and 18th, there's an it's a weekly event called Fleet Nights. Every Saturday night, this has been going on all summer, and it's going to go on through the rest of, I think, August and September. Um, it's kind of almost like a beer garden. Is that over and in the Granary District? It's in the Granary District, yeah. Yeah, so they uh, kind of set up shop there on Saturdays and have food truck, music, um, mm. a brewery will be pouring. Um, so that's a cool event. Uh, a lot of breweries are planning their Oktoberfest events. <laughs> Let's start is, real soon. Yeah, that's coming up. We have um, the big one up in Snowbird. Yeah. Snowbird, yeah. Yeah, that's always a fun time. Uh, TF Brewing is doing theirs on September 28th. And Red Rock, I think, is actually doing their Fourth West Oktoberfest. Yes, we love that one because that's September. just Mountain West Cider. And yeah. And I'm just going to throw this out there. If you want the best food that's tied to Oktoberfest, go to the Bohemian. Yeah. Don't mess around. Don't get the mass produced crap up at Snowbird. It's not bad, but it's it's banquet style. Listen, go get the fresh I don't get Bohemian. bells and yodeling at Bohemian. No, you don't <laughs> Thank because God. Because they are smart business people. I like it. <laughs> okay. You can have a spectacle. Bohemian does have good food. Oh man. I like eating there. Good. That's another one of Jeremy's favorite that's birthday stops. Birthday spot for me. It's Bohemian. Yep. Chris's is David Buster's. Buster's. <laughs> oh, I heard you guys talking about that. <laughs> I, I love that place. Even in Utah, the one thing that is frustrating, like we were like after like half an hour in the arcade, we're like, man, we're fucking thirsty. We need something to drink. You have to go back into the bar, which your kids can't go into, to get a drink, even like a glass of water. It's because hmm. if you've ever been to one in other states, you the, can walk around with a drink, and they well, have people the, that walk around. Like, there's a bar like in, in the a arcade. Casino. You can right. get a drink in the arcade. And I'll tell you, I've never seen a child drinking at a Dave & Buster's. <laughs> I know it's uh, it's just something about Utah that forces kids to drink when alcohol's <laughs> near them, but... Yeah. 
No, I think it, it's because their parents make them afraid of it. I'm not kidding. So the six-year-old's like, God, Mom, I'm going to drink your drink because you brought me here. <laughs> Between skee-ball rounds, he's like, Long Island iced tea, all right. <laughs> we love the beer arcades. <laughs> yeah, I, San I Diego have... has a great one. Denver has a good one. There's a there's a good one in L.A. on Ventura called uh, uh, The One Up. Mm. Um Probably stolen from the Denver one up, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, but it's a great arcade. Well, we have Quarters downtown. Quarters is really good. I have not been there yet, and I'm really disappointed I haven't made it down there yet. I like it. Don't even start with me, because you should have reminded me, Jess. <laughs> and if you don't like video games... You're a loser. They... <laughs> Sorry, babe. There's a cool company, Ales and Allies. I don't know if you've heard I of them. Sh- I saw that on, on, your, on your, your website. Yeah. And I was immediately like, I need to, I need to get involved in this. How do I finagle another night of games from my wife? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a cool yeah, I thing. I games every single Thursday. <laughs> so that's something that started a Poplar Pub, and uh, he's expanded to TF and quarters, and I'm sure others well, are on the way. I'm sure you could get the guys together. And they yeah, maybe, maybe we could just start doing our D and D night at a bar. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a, something that's, you can write about. That's yes. a bad idea. Well, that's that's basically what this is a board game, right? right. They play board games and have beers together. Yeah, yep. I know, but that's not a good idea in the middle of your week. <laughs> you already get up at four thirty in the morning. It's not. Hey, I exercise so I can drink beer. Touch it. Yeah, I exercise so I can eat dessert. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to drink my calories. Oh, I drink a lot of calories. Yeah. We most of us do. Yeah, I don't. Jess doesn't. Nope. What else you got on that list there? <laughs> Jess is trying to move forward here. Yeah, uh, just a couple of other things. I, at Squatters is having their thirtieth anniversary this year. Oh wow! Which is very cool. Um, Wasatch was obviously the first in the area, and then Squatters came along not long after that, and then they joined forces. Right. Um, so that they're having a big party, I think September 8th is what I wrote down. Um, you can find all the information, I guess, on Facebook or your website. <laughs> on your website? Jess <laughs> <laughs> sure. is just going to link back to yeah. Utah Beer News. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. No, and a lot of stuff. I take like, good notes. <laughs> pretty much every weekend there is something happening beer related. So if you are into beer. And if lucky. there's not, just. Just go get a beer. <laughs> if, if there's not, just go get a beer. Yeah, just go get a beer. Um, talk to a brewer. It's That's another cool thing about the community is a lot of these newer places and even the older places will have the brewer behind the bar or in the brewery working. And they're really, they love to talk about beer. So oh my if, God, they're if, like prima donnas. They <laughs> love talking about their own work. I have yet to meet one that's not like, oh yeah, let me tell you the story. Yeah. Like three hours later, <laughs> you're the like... The guy at the Bohemian was awesome. Oh yeah. What, yeah. Was, what, I, what was his... He grew up in Rock Springs. He talked forever. Really? Oh, he was yeah, they're, 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 they're head brewer they're over head there. Brewer. Okay. Uh, the dude that looks like he just came off a ski resort lift. <laughs> um, I can't remember what his name is, but he grew up in Rock Springs. Really? He went to Rock Springs High oh, School when I was oh. going to high school in Green River. Wow. That's Awesome. I'll have to go, go really, share war stories really from Rock Springs. What the hell is his name? He was so funny. I was really looking it up. I was really intoxicated by the end of that night because we kept drinking. They were beer. drinking from the tap. And <laughs> like he was like, Oh, you got to try this. They we just kept bringing them. Try this. Oh, well, they, they were giving us the, yeah, the, the brewskis. 
Because they oh, hadn't released they hadn't released the brewski yet because it was right before that the the uh, brew to you brew Bruta. 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 Torta Bruta. Bruta. Yeah. Uh, and they hadn't released the brewski out yet. And uh, that, that was giving us on tap. Yeah, Just, that was fresh. They kept out of the, showing up. Yeah. And it was fresh out of the like they had just <laughs> pulled it out of the tanks like that earlier that day. And so they were carbonating it in the in the, the back back room. Yeah. So it was fantastic. Fresh beer oh, is so good. the best beer. It really is. Well, Tim, you've listened to a few of our episodes. I'm sure you know that this is coming. Um, He actually thinks we do a good job. I'm glad someone does. (laughs) Um, We ask everyone on the show this. You have uh, lived in Utah most of your life. You left and decided to come back. Mm -hmm. Um, What's one thing that you would tell someone visiting the state they had to do before they left? I have been listening to your show, and I have been thinking about this. I came up with two because I didn't know if you wanted a beer-related that's a, one. That's okay. It's some com- guests come up with like 20. Oh, so okay. Some, ca- some can't settle. That's <laughs> true. I I am finally caught up. I have one left, and I only have it left because I have to link so many things to it because of how many things you said. Uh. <laughs> because they start talking, and they're like, well, and then there's like, this, really and then there's think this. Of one. Oh, you're good. Two's good. Well, the beer-related one is just because it's something we can do now. Um, a walk-in brew tour, um, an afternoon or an evening, because now there are little pockets of breweries all over the Granary District. Uh, you can go to TF, Fisher, Keto's. You could even probably throw in Proper and Epic. Uh, it's a little bit further walk, but get a beer at each stop, walk around. Well, we maybe. talked. We talked about the. There's a stretch in Salt Lake. That's like a mile long or a couple miles long that has like 20 different brew pubs and, and uh, right? What is it called? We talked about it. Starts it starts downtown. It goes like 21st South. Okay. And it's just awesome. it's just a stretch with a ton of, of great breweries brew pubs and, and breweries. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of places like that now. Um, South Salt Lake is one. You can easily get to three different uh, South Salt Lake breweries. Walking, um, Sugar House again. You have Wasatch, Hopkins, and then Craft by Proper are all right there. You just have that one place where you can get basically every local beer in the state. Yeah, so. that's that's Craft by Proper, which Craft uh, by Proper. yeah, uh, owned by the Proper Brewing folks. Um, which is cool. They have video games in the basement if you wanted to play video games. Okay, so is this is this place the old? What the hell was the name of the bar that was there? Um, it was like a like a like a kind of a short order grill with a bar and they have oh, pool tables. I know what you're talking about. The one that's that's we, across from like Whole Foods or whatever. Uh, it's not. No. Maybe oh. now. It could be next to it. From what I understand, Craft by Proper was just a chiropractic doctor's office before. Oh, I think I know the one you're talking about, though. I can't remember the name of that place. Hmm. It used to be a burger joint. There was a wing nuts that I went to pretty much every no, week. this is like a... <laughs> <laughs> I want to get you started on wing. I know you. You're. I've listened to the wing I'm, I'm episode. <laughs> <laughs> they're not wings. I don't mind wing nuts. I actually oh, really like wing nuts. I like, wing but they're nuts. not wings. <laughs> they're not wings. They're, they're baked, just not pieces. fried. They're not. It's, they're not wings. They're, they're just pieces chunked, of chicken. Chunked up pieces of chicken breast. They're That's like not a special wing. Chi- chicken nuggets. There are no bones. Really? Wing nuts is wing just nuts? like chunks of chicken. Oh. 
I think you, we're going to different wing nuts. You can get a, you can get this. To and actual, well, they have boneless, but they also have. They, they have, have the traditional, traditional. Yeah. I've never had traditional wings there. You're yeah. going with the wrong people. <laughs> I've never Probably. been there. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it's a chain anyway. So what's your second? Uh, my second one's simple, just because I I'm a big baseball fan. I think you have to watch a minor league baseball game in Utah. Okay, so the bees obviously have the best view, but. Ogden is great. I'm gonna. If you want to be racist, go down to Orem. Yeah. Participate in like White Pride Day at the <laughs> Orem baseball team's games. Um, I, I do have a question for you about that. Uh, as yeah. a as an avid base, baseball fan, um, I'm not. By the way, I'm no. talking about you because okay. uh, because the only thing that b- baseball is good for is drinking beer, according to Chris. Well, that would explain why he thinks you should go to a baseball game. He's a big beer drinker. But when you say watch a baseball game, a minor league baseball game. How much of the game am I required to watch? Because I've been to many of them, and I'm pretty sure no one there has ever actually watched the game. No, I mean, yeah, you're right. Minor League Baseball is, <laughs> is it's just a, a night out. It's to enjoy. It's a, free, it's a it's place to, to sit have, down, have a beer, and talk to somebody while you're out. A shitty hot dog and a bunch of beer and talk to people. But Yeah, but if you do like baseball... We're fortunate to have AAA here, which is yeah. it, it, there's some good players, good teams. Yeah, there. but yes, you're right. It's it's more for the atmosphere, the experience. Take me to, out to the ball game. Yes, the seventh inning stretch. The mm-hmm. okay, yeah, and I I don't think there's a better view in all of that. Was really just baseball. a qualifying question, like how much of the actual game do I need to watch? There's only probably about 11 minutes of actual gameplay. <laughs> Forbes really did a study. So Forbes did a study, oh, this was like seven or eight years ago, on professional sports and how much actual gameplay there is compared to how long the events are. So baseball was the worst. Mm-hmm. Baseball, like in a three-plus-hour game, the average amount of actual play time was 11 minutes and 12 seconds or wow. something like that. Football... Not much better. Mm. It was like just under 12 minutes for the same kind of length of, of broadcast, like a three-hour broadcast. Then you got up into things like, you know, hockey and basketball and soccer were constant sure. action and, and gameplay, but it was pretty telling. Yeah. <laughs> Baseball was like 11 minutes and three hours. Yeah. Yeah. You need something else to do while you're <laughs> watching the game, <laughs> which is perfect for beer. Well, it's, I mean, baseball really from a uh, business model, it's absolutely one of the smartest things someone can do <laughs> because you have a captive audience for three hours that does not give a shit about what you're showing them. <laughs> so they have no choice but to buy what you're selling them for three hours. And it's outside in the summer, so it's fucking hot sun beating down, you got to buy something to drink. Right. And you're going to get hungry if you're sitting there for that long. So they make that's all a, their money on concessions. That's a good point. And, uh, that's probably why they fireworks have some, of the, some of the better concessions in the state. Too. Yeah, when they sell lots of extra tickets for, like, no one gives a shit about the game. Just, Beast fireworks are awesome. They are really good. They do a good job. Yeah. I don't go to those games, though, because it's too crowded. There's too many people. <laughs> It's too crowded. Well, Tim, thanks very much for talking about a lot of beer with us. No, this has been great. Thank you for having me. Well, thanks again to our uh, our lovely esteemed guest, Tim Haran Heron. Heron, like the bird, <laughs> like the bird. What? Heron, like the bird. That's what he said. There's a to remember his name. That name. Heron. You've never heard of a heron? No. Now you have. Google it. I've you heard can... of one now. Uh, you, we did not ask Tim, oh, but you geez. can find Tim. Sorry. 
Was that what you were going to say? Yep. Okay, go ahead. No, I was just going to say you can find him at utahbeernews.com or you can follow him on Instagram, just Tim, H-A-R-A-N. Just Tim? No, not just. At, not just Tim. At Tim Heron. Tim Heron, okay. Yeah. And, that was H- and she spelled it, he, H-A-R-A-N. I was he confused. does updates all the time and he has a cute dog, so... So there you go. And he apparently he just drinks beer for fun <laughs> and writes about it. Isn't that why you drink beer? Well, yeah, because it tastes good. Isn't that why we podcast? We just like to talk and hear ourselves for fun. <laughs> no, no one fucking pays us. I don't us. ever actually listen no to No one myself. pays us for this. So, um, that is definitely a thing. So uh, congratulations if you made it through this week's episode. Um, I applaud you. Um, the next step in your journey of life is to click the share button. Uh, whether you heard this on, found it on Twitter or Facebook or our website, thenewutah.com. If it was Instagram at TNU Podcast, uh, the New Utah Podcast should be in your life and in everyone's life around you. <laughs> so please just feel free to share it. You know, if you didn't like the discussion today, if you don't like hearing beer. about beer because you're afraid that your daughter or your son will start drinking heavily, <laughs> share this with your neighbors so they understand the dangers of beer in the state of Utah. Uh, make sure they listen to it as well. So once you share it with them, follow up with a question a day later and ask, have you listened to this episode yet about beer in Utah? <laughs> what, is that not? Bree thinks that's funny. I'm serious. <laughs> I'm dead ass serious. Um, seriously, though, uh, share the episode. That's that's what I'm serious about. Um, I think that's it. I don't have anything else to say. I'm just yawning. I apologize. Get tickets for... You get your tickets for Bear Fest. Bear Fest, uh, go you, support fillings and emulsions on the 18th. You got, so this weekend, again, we talked about it, but this weekend, you can go see the fairgrounds. They'll be decked out with crafts for no. Craft Lake City. In two weeks. No. Oh, Craft weekend. Lake, sorry. Craft Lake Craft City Lake, yeah. is this weekend. Then you go weekend back out after. there. Nick Passy will not be at either event, Jeremy. I know you were going to He doesn't go ask. to the fairgrounds, Jeremy. He can't make it to the fairgrounds. They're outside of his roaming range. It's too hard on You know how, bikes. like, animals have, have like, <laughs> like ranges, like, they're, like this radius that they walk? That is outside of his range. He Nick cannot walk there. So, um, but you'll get to see Craft Lake City, and then magically it turns into a beer fest it's in like, a week. It's like Disneyland when they change from Halloween to Christmas. Yeah, you don't even actually see it happening. You just show back up, and bam, it's, it's beer. there. It's happened. There's beer everywhere. There beer, are, beer everywhere. There are strippers in the VIP area, <laughs> allegedly. I'm not sure if that's true. Um Apparently, trails, uh, if you go there for lunch, you can go to TF afterwards and have a beer. Um, so, but seriously, thanks, Tim, for joining us. Uh, thanks for listening to the show. And uh, Thanks for bringing them beer. Go have a beer. 